0: Did you ever feel like asking someone to be your mentor is like asking a person out on a date? On this episode, how to find a mentor without it being weird. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode 105. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. This is a weekly coaching show to help people be better leaders through improved communications, human relations, and personal productivity. And if you're joining me for the first time, welcome. This is a show for people who care about others, leading others effectively and oh by the way leading ourselves well too which is where good leadership always starts and in today's episode i'm excited to be able to talk with you about the topic of mentorship we've talked about it on this show before but we haven't talked about how to find a mentor and when i think about the topic of mentoring it reminds me of a lot of stories and one kind of funny one that happened to me i don't know 6 or 7 years ago is for many many years i had taught classes at a client location um uh, for Dale Carnegie and every time I would go into this particular building or particular location I would set up the room in such a way that I felt it was most beneficial to teach a Dale Carnegie course and so I would walk in and I would I would take down all the tables I would take down all the chairs I would move the entire furniture in the room all to one side I move it to the back of the room and then I'd reset up the entire room the way that I thought it was going to be most effective to run that class and for people to get the best possible experience from it. And I had done that literally for, I don't know, two or three years, always that way, a couple afternoons, evenings a week when I was on site teaching those classes. And I did it the exact way I had seen someone else do it the first time I had seen someone else facilitate the class uh, back when I was learning to be an instructor. And one day, one of the participants in the company came in early and and uh, was watching me do this and started to help out. And about five minutes into it, he turned around and he said, you know, it'd be a lot easier if rather than moving the entire room full of furniture, if you just move the piece of the room that you needed to change, because we don't take up the whole room, we only take up about a third of the room. So if we could just move a third of the room's furniture away and change things up, then that would be... Really save you a lot of time. And it was one of those moments where I realized that it is so easy for all of us to get caught up in ourselves sometimes. Because as he said that, as soon as the words left his mouth, I thought to myself, that is the most obvious, ridiculous (laughs) thing I've ever seen myself do but i it didn't i spent years literally weeks of my life moving this furniture it had never crossed my mind not once to do it a different way that i had first seen it done the very first time i watched someone else do it and you know in the big scheme of things it wasn't a big career changer for me at all but it was a reminder for me of something that i think a lot of us get ourselves caught up in is is that we get too tied into ourselves what's working for us what we know from our own experience, and we don't take the opportunity to seek out wise counsel and advice and mentoring from people who have different perspectives and have more experience and often better experience than we do and can really add a lot of value to not only our careers, but also our lives too. I've been thinking about this topic a lot recently because I've received several emails from listeners in the recent past about mentoring or finding a mentor or a mentor leaving an organization and what to do next. And so I think it's important to look at this topic specifically on how do we find a mentor? I know a lot of us have heard, you know, mentoring is important, we should have a mentor. But what does mentoring really mean, and how do we actually engage it? Because it can be awkward. So let's go back and look at first where this word mentor came from. Uh, this is going to go back way to Greek mythology. The uh, mentor was the name of a person in Greek mythology, and he was, uh, for those of you who know Greek mythology well, uh, the friend of Odysseus. Odysseus, am I saying that right? Odysseus, yeah, I think so. <laughs> this is is a flashback suddenly to reading the Odyssey when I was in in high school English class. Um, but Mentor was a friend of Odysseus and was the uh, was the person that was put in charge of Odysseus' son Telemachus when Odysseus went off to the Trojan War. So hopefully, I got those pronunciations right. Um, but uh, that was his responsibility, and he did a fantastic job with it. If memory serves. And that's where the term mentor originally came from. Now, today, of course, the the, the term that it has become to be known for, as Merriam-Webster's defines it as, a trusted counselor or guide. More importantly, why is it valuable to us? Well, it's valuable because, you know, we we don't have all the perspective out there. We don't have all the wisdom. And particularly, uh, if we're early in a position, a career, an industry, we just don't see everything that that some people who have more experience than us see. And of course, even the most experienced folks out there don't see everything and don't see the full picture. But we do see the fuller picture as we gain more experience. And so it's so valuable for us to be able to Uh, get mentors in our lives, in our careers that can be wise and trusted guides for us and are there to invest in us. And yet, a lot of us don't have them. Or if we do have them, it may be an occasional thing. It may not be a real mentoring relationship. And so how do we get one? Well, here's some actions that we can all take to become more effectively engaged with mentoring. And I don't mean being mentors. I know many of us in this community are mentors to others. And I would encourage all of us to seek out people we can mentor, um, and if if any if ever there's a reminder of it, this show is because it is difficult for people to reach out to ask to be mentored. Uh, but I'm actually gonna take the other side here today, and you know, how would we benefit from mentoring and how do we actually go out and seek the mentors that are going to be beneficial in our lives? Well, you know, why do you want to get, you know, why would you want to benefit from mentoring? What's the reason you'd even want to mentor in the first place? well, uh, here's the here's the reason you'd want one probably you want a mentor who is someone who's uh, who's good at something that you're not. Uh, that's when, when I think of someone that I would want to seek out as a mentor. They have more experience doing something. They're more proficient at it. They've been more successful at it than I have. They've been doing it longer, although doing it longer in and of itself isn't something that would qualify someone as a mentor for me. I'd I'd want someone that, regardless of how long they've been doing it, that is uh, very successful at it, very trusted, respected, doing it with a lot of integrity. And so this is where it comes back to our values of thinking about the things that we value a lot. Those are great things to also look for in mentors, even though their experience, expertise, and training may be different than ours. Oftentimes, those values may be very, very similar things. So those are the kinds of Um, things that I'm thinking about when I'm looking for a mentor. And also, it should be important for us to get better in whatever that thing is. So for example, I could seek out a mentor that would help me to learn how to be more handy and learn how to use uh, power tools effectively, and to work with my hands and do woodworking and those types of things. But that is not something that is uh, that at least I perceive at this point in my life. That's something I'd like to you know I feel strongly about getting better at. Would it be a nice skill to have? Sure, I'd love to be able to you know fix things around the house a little bit better than I currently do when things break. But you know right now it's just not a, a super important skill set for me. At some point in my life it may. Be be. But the things that are important to me, those are the things that when I think about engaging someone who could mentor me, they do become important. And I mentioned one on this episode already when I became a Dale Carnegie instructor about 10 years ago. Uh, that's a very, very difficult skill set to learn. And even though I came in with some experience, it became obvious to me very quickly that there was a lot that I was going to need to do in order to become a lot more effective and Proficient at that, and so I was very, very blessed at the time to have a number of people, two or three people, who were instrumental in giving me good feedback, wise counsel, encouraging me at that time in my career. And because they did that and they made that investment in me, I didn't even necessarily ask for it. In retrospect, I should have, and I should have sought out more counseling, but. Uh, they really took that time to mentor and invest in me. And because they did that, I got better. And not only did I get better, I got better Fairly fast, and even faster than a lot of the other instructors that I, uh, be, you know, went through that first initial training process with. And so that was important for me to get better at. Not only did I want to get better at it, but it was going to really help to drive my career. So there were so many reasons for me to invest in that and to get mentoring in that area. So that's the that's the first thing for me. I'm always thinking about when I'm thinking of when do I want someone to ment you know who do I want to mentor. Me, or what do I want to get for mentoring is thinking about who's someone that's uh, you know gonna be better at something that I'm not. And then hopefully that's something is something I also want to get better at. if If it's not important for me to get better at it, then it probably isn't important for me to invest in a mentoring relationship. So who do you know that's then good at that? And you know that's one thing to really spend some time thinking about. Um, you know, I've seen it happen. and and I think sometimes this does happen a little bit in formal mentoring programs in organizations. And there are wonderful, wonderful benefits of formal mentoring programs in organizations. And I've been a a part of at least one of them in the past where I was both a mentor and a mentee in a formal program. And that provided some great benefits. Um, One of the things that I think can sometimes uh, slide through the cracks in a more formal program is if it's not thought out well, is really connecting with someone who's good at that particular thing that you want to get better at or maybe that group of skills that you'd like to get better at. Um, you know, Depending on where you are in, your, are in your career, that may be more critical at some times than it is at other times. But I really want to seek out someone who's really good at that. So I, I will spend time thinking about when I'm thinking about you know who do I want to influence me if who's good at that, who is really out there that is not just good at it but really is top-notch at that. And, and could I potentially build a relationship with them? And maybe are there even multiple people out there that if there's a series of things that I want to learn, if I'm thinking about oh, there's maybe two or three or four things that are really important for me to learn in my career, in my life over the next couple of years, maybe there's two or three or four or five people that I'd want to be mentored by that are really going to... Each have their own area of expertise. And so, making a plan here is key. Thinking through who those people are, thinking about the people that you respect, that you really listen to and appreciate their guidance from, and, and whether you know them or not, of thinking how, you know, who's good at this and making a plan to identify who those people are. And I think that's a really key thing for all of us to do up front. Now, I mentioned you don't have to know them. Uh, just because you don't know somebody doesn't mean that you can't necessarily reach out and engage them. I, I've had many times in my career that I didn't know someone and then, you know, either intentionally or unintentionally, uh, over time, I ended up building a relationship with them. And sometimes it was unintentional. but uh, we can also be very intentional about building relationships with people and have some amazing things come out from them. And so either you can, but the thing is too, is you can also learn from someone that you don't even necessarily interact with personally. Um, There are many people that I learn from on a weekly basis in a passive way that I've never even met. And, And there are many examples, for example, of podcasts I listen to authors that I follow that I haven't met or maybe if I've corresponded with over email uh, you know, briefly, but they're not necessarily someone I know or have an active relationship, but there's still things I can learn from them. Now, I wouldn't call that a true mentoring relationship. It's more of people that I would say are influencers, but those are also people that, um, that you can really bring into your sphere of influence and be influenced by because we really do become the people we're around, and that's why it's so important when thinking about a mentor and the type of person that is really you want to be influenced by, uh, whether you intend it or not, by virtue of you being around someone, having dialogue with them, reading what they're writing, you will be influenced by them, and they will rub off on you the good things and the bad things. And so that's why it's really important, and and I'm very careful about who I let in as far as, um, not necessarily that I interact with, but people that I really read and listen to a lot, uh, those types of those types of decisions I make very strategically because I want to be influenced by the people that are going to really enrich and empower and, um, and build me up and are very wise leaders out there in the world. You know, one thing that you can also potentially do, depending on your relationship as you're building a mentoring relationship with someone, is also think, what can you do to help them? Um, that sometimes I found has been helpful for me. Uh, one example of that has been just with this show. There have been a number of people that have been on this show that I would consider to be influencers of me, not necessarily formal mentors, but certainly influencers, and have been able to help out in some cases to help them to promote some of their books or their work or, or get their message out in the world. And that's been a wonderful a way to, in a small way, be able to give back to the influence that they've had on me. Um, but here's the thing is your greatest mentors will never expect anything in return. Uh, The people who are out there who are willing to mentor and to provide guidance and wise counsel to you and really do truly want to invest in you are doing it. Not for any any direct return to them. They are doing it because they want to see you succeed. They're doing it because they believe that an investment in you is an investment in their industry, an investment in the success of their organization long term, an investment sometimes in humankind and in humanity. And that, those are wonderful, wonderful people to be associated with. And be very careful of people who don't have that uh, that 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 attitude. Towards helping you out, I had a situation many years ago where I was new in an organization, and one of the more senior people sat down with me, and we were talking about. Um, he was talking about doing a little mentoring with me and a little uh, coaching, and so I remember we sat down. I think it was for about thirty or forty-five minutes, and we were talking about a topic, and I don't remember the details of the conversation anymore, but I remember like it was yesterday how the conversation ended after that 30 or 45 minutes of him providing that guidance and that wise counsel to me he said okay so here's what you're going to do for me now the next time you're out there interacting with one of our customers i would like you to make an introduction for me and and went through a list of two or three things that i was then going to do for him and it was expected that i would then repay that favor immediately and let me tell you I was very, very cautious about ever interacting with that person, again, in a very formalized way, Um, and and thankfully was in a position where I didn't need to interact with that person on a regular basis. I was still friendly with them and cordial, but I didn't uh, seek out counsel from that person anymore because I knew it was a quid pro quo, that they were in it for what they could get from it, not just for benefiting me and putting my development first. So be very cautious of people who approach relationships that way, even if they don't say it that bluntly. uh, We can get that feeling very quickly if people begin asking for things or expecting things in return. And those aren't your real mentors. I'm not saying never talk to those people or take advice from them, but those aren't the people who are really out there wanting to mentor you and invest in you. And so um, you know, identify specifically how someone can help you. One thing that I think you know, I try to do whenever I'm thinking about something new is create a mind map. And there's some wonderful software out there these days, but I also have a dry erase board in my office. And if I'm thinking about something, I'll often put that topic on the center of the board and I'll just start thinking about things that come off of that, uh, that topic and I'll start drawing things and writing down whatever comes to mind. And one thing that I'd suggest is whatever that skill is that you're wanting to learn is just put that skill in the middle of the board and just start thinking about people that you know That would be really effective in that area. And you might even have a whole set of skills. And, uh, you know, Bonnie and I were talking about this topic earlier today, and she reminded me we have a friend who's a big believer in uh, having a personal board of directors. And whether you formally call it that or whether you just do it that in practice, um, you could actually create, like, a company has a board of directors for a publicly traded company. You could have your own. Personal board of directors. You could have someone that is uh, a mentor to you in the area of finance. You could have someone who's a mentor to you in the area of your spiritual life. You could have someone who's a mentor to you in your marriage. Someone who mentors you in um, in your career. Maybe a couple of people, and and really create an entire board of directors. And I love that concept. I love the concept of having different types of people in our lives that we could reach out to and tap into for advice and counsel in different types of situations. And again, whether you formally call it that or not, and personally, I don't know if I would necessarily um, if I assembled a group of people like that in all those different areas, um, call them a board of directors and have them get together for a meeting, although I do know people who do that and get a great benefit from that, to me, that would be a big commitment to ask of someone. So I, a lot of times, will just kind of make those con- those connections one-on-one when I make them. Um, but there's a lot of different ways to approach that you could have that mindset and then really plan out exactly who are the people in each one of those areas of your life that you want to get wise console and mentoring from. And then one thing that I suggest for anyone of building that conversation for the first time is to, uh, to start small. Start with something simple. You know, I, I think about it almost like, um, almost like going out on a date for the first time with somebody. You know, you wouldn't walk up to somebody and say, hey, would you like to go out on a date with me before having a conversation? Uh, You know, going out on a date is a big commitment. And if the person doesn't know you or hasn't had any conversation or interaction, it would be very awkward to just open up with that. And most likely you would get a no. (laughs) So it's also, in my opinion, equally awkward to walk up to someone or engage someone who you don't really know, or maybe has just met one time, and to say, would you be my mentor? To me, it almost seems like Junior high dating <laughs> again, so I am I'm cautious on just kind of like going out there and just trying trying to find someone you think would be a good mentor and just saying right away, would you be my mentor? You're putting a lot of pressure on someone. You know, first of all, everyone has a different context of what that means. Um, if someone asked me to be their mentor and I didn't know them very well or I didn't know them at all, I would. That sounds to me like a really big commitment. I don't know what that person has in mind. I don't know what they need or they want from me. And so everyone has a different context like that. Um, you, You know, commitment levels may vary as far as what people think that they expect from you. It's also really awkward for the other person if they don't want to make that commitment. So we've then put them in a kind of an interesting situation where either they have to agree to something they're not really comfortable doing or be put in the uncomfortable situation of saying no to you and having to explain why. And so I think one thing that we can always do, and just like we'd engage someone, you know, before asking out for someone out for a date, we'd engage them in conversation. A mentoring relationship would be no different than that. It's engaging someone, but rather than engaging in conversation, engage with a specific question. Of really take the time to engage someone with a uh, a question and to. Ask something of them that you're wondering about. So once we found someone or identified someone that could be a mentor to us of coming with that specific question and asking for their wise counsel and advice, there are very few people out there that I know that aren't willing to give wise counsel and advice when asked a specific question. Um, I know I'm very likely when somebody in our community reaches out to me with a very specific question on something or a very specific recommendation to respond uh, very quickly and to give help where I can and to provide resources and make connections where I can. And so to me, that's a very low-risk type thing. I enjoy giving advice, and a lot of us do enjoy talking and giving advice and talking about our own experiences. We love that because we enjoy talking about ourselves. That's something that's all... We all are human and we enjoy that. And so to the extent that we can start off relationships that way and engage someone with a question first, and maybe the first few interactions, we engage someone and when we see someone or maybe ask someone to coffee and just say, hey, I'd love your advice on something. I know you have a lot of success and experience in this particular area. I have three or four questions I'd love to ask someone like you. Would you be willing to spend you know, a few minutes with me? Can I stop by your office? Could I take you out to coffee? That's a very low-risk thing for someone, and most people would be thrilled to help. And if they're not, then they're not going to be a good mentor for you anyway. So that's a great way to start. And then later on, if it's appropriate, you can have that would you be a mentor conversation. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter what the label is. It's what the relationship's about. So whether they formally are called a mentor or whether it's someone you just go to coffee with you know, a couple of times a year and ask advice of, um, there's a lot of different ways that can look. It's less important what it's called and what the sign is hanging around the person's neck and more important what that relationship does for both of you. And most people who enjoy mentoring get wonderful, wonderful joy out of seeing other people grow and providing that experience and providing that advice. And so those are wonderful people to connect with. And many people are ready and willing to do that. And again, if they're not, then they're not the right person or it's not the right time in their lives or their careers to be able to take the time to provide that advice and that wise counsel. Now, here's the one thing, though, with mentoring is to find a way to connect regularly. And this is where proximity can be really helpful if it's someone that you work with or work very near. And this is also where formal mentoring programs can be hugely beneficial. So I mentioned there was, you know, there's some sometimes some disadvantages of formal programs, but formal programs can be great And wonderful about having those regular connections and those expectations about regular dialogue. And this is where a lot of us fall short. I know this is someplace that I fall terribly short as I tend to reach out to people when I'm really struggling with something versus having kept the relationship strong over a period of time. And so, Finding a way to connect regularly is key. Making a point to connect with a mentor or a mentee in a regular, consistent way is critical for all of us if we really want to benefit from a mentoring relationship. And, you know, it's great to be influenced by those you don't speak with regularly, you know, like, you know, reading someone you really respect or listening to the podcast, but nothing really replaces that regular connection with somebody. If you have that and you make a point to do that, it is hugely helpful. And you build trust over time too, which just, uh, you know, for me, anytime I connect with someone regularly, I'm just that much more willing to want to engage in their lives, of know what's going on with them, of wanting to provide that coaching and mentoring. Now, here's the other thing that we have to be willing to do. If we're going to really benefit from mentoring is we have to be willing to ask for help. And I am preaching to the choir here with myself because this is the biggest area I know I personally struggle with. I don't like asking for help. I like having all the answers. I like having everything tied up in a box and all pretty. I like having everything organized. And when I'm asking for help, usually it's because I should have been asking for help two or three weeks before. I'm usually at a pretty bad point when I'm asking for help or I'm really struggling with something. And so this is someplace that I struggle and I'm making a commitment to re-engage here and actually be a lot more proactive on asking for help. But we have to get out of this asking for help as a weakness mentality. And I know I'm not the only person that struggles with this. A lot of us have this belief that if we ask for help, people are going to see us as weak. People are going to see us as um, not knowledgeable. People are going to perceive that we just don't have it together for whatever reason. And in reality, Uh, It's almost never the case that that happens. In fact, um, my experience has been just with some of the people I know and I interact with regularly that the people who are most willing to ask for help are often the people that advance the quickest, become the smartest people in the room, become the most respected people around. And I can't think of anyone that's a better example of that for me than my wife, Bonnie. Uh, Bonnie just doesn't carry that baggage of asking for help as is, is a weakness she um she's just so good at asking people for help she she will if she doesn't understand something she'll go grab a book she'll talk to someone about it she'll go to a a class or a lecture and take notes um, she's so good about doing that. And she learns things so much faster than I do as a result. I'll sit there and think about it a lot. Maybe I'll look up reference, not, but she'll go talk to people about it. And and she's great at doing that and willing to ask for help and engage. And I'd love to be more like that. And I'm going to focus on being more like that. And she's a great, wise, wise mentor for me in that way. And so I would be more like Bonnie and less like me of you know, be willing to ask for help and to go out there and engage and if you're if we're willing to do that man it can make a big difference. I know I always benefit when I ask for help or someone offers me advice or someone offers me something I haven't thought about before. And I'm always grateful for that but I need to do it more proactively. And if that's something you're struggling with too, I'd really encourage you to engage in that way. let me know what you, if that's something that uh, you figure out a way to do more effectively, let me know. I'd love to hear what's working for you because I'd love to get better at that too. You know, uh, just as an example, you know, Bonnie's not on the show here today, but added in uh, lots of helpful ideas for this show. And so here's one example of how mentoring can be helpful, having someone to dialogue with. Uh, Bonnie suggested the topic of Board of directors of us having a friend who believes in that strongly. Uh, Bonnie pointed out the importance of regular connections in mentoring. So, you know, even having dialogue with people that we uh, respect and have knowledge on something and even more experience than we do, whether it's formal mentoring or not, just asking for help, asking for guidance. On topics really does open up so many doors to us. I know Bonnie, Bonnie and I were on the road earlier today with Luke, and I was sitting there and writing notes for my show because she was driving. I was just asking her questions about, you know, what do you think? What what would be more effective? uh, You know, would be an effective topic to bring in the show, and she brought in some wonderful ideas. And so we're all broken. We're all stubborn. We all have blind spots that we don't see. Some of us are willing to admit that and ask for help, and some of us aren't. And we, are, we have all been both of those people probably at different points today. And so my challenge for all of us is let's be more often the people that are willing to admit that we are broken, that we don't have all the answers, that we don't have all the experience that we need, and ask for help. And to do it in a way where we identify people who have similar values to us, but have the experience and the wisdom and the, the willingness to help us that we may not have and are things that are really important for us to get better at. You know, my challenge for all of us this week is what's something in front of us right now that where new perspective would be helpful with. Think about what you're doing later today. Think about what you're doing tomorrow, professionally or personally. It doesn't matter. What's something that you, some new perspective might be helpful with? Think about something you're doing right now that you know maybe it's going okay, but maybe it could be better. Maybe it's something that's you know painfully not going well right now. And thinking about who is someone who might have some perspective on that, um, and go out and identify a person and approach them with a specific question and ask for advice. Now here's the thing is you don't have to take the advice and that's the beautiful thing about mentoring. You can go out and get a wise consulate advice and you don't have to take it you may find out that what you were thinking originally was still the best way to go for you in that particular situation. And that's okay. At least you know, and you have more confidence than to make that decision, but you don't have to take it. And hey, if that person doesn't respond to you, identify a second person out there. You know, not everyone has the capacity, the desire, or even the capability to mentor. And so if someone says no or doesn't respond, That's not an indication necessarily that we're doing it wrong. It's just an indication that person's not the right person at this time. So move on. Find that second person. And if you're willing to do that this week, then I believe that you will find uh, more value, more wisdom in everything you're doing in that particular area, and you'll get more ideas that'll help you make better decisions, make quicker decisions, and be more effective for your organization and the people that you lead. So that's my challenge for you, and I would love to hear about what's worked for you uh, and to comment on the show notes. By the way, a couple of other shows that you may want to check out if you're thinking about mentoring is a couple of past shows that uh, I've produced is episode 61, How to Start a Mentoring Program. I had Stella Cohen on that show. It's a great episode on if you're someone who's thinking about starting a mentoring program in your organization, go back, check out episode 61. That's a great framework. Also, a lot of tools and documents that are on the show notes there from Stella. So definitely check that out. Another great place to go if you are on the mentor side is episode 63, Practical Advice for Mentoring. Kurt Alabak was my ep- my guest on that episode, and he provided some great advice for mentors and things to think about if you're doing a lot of mentoring yourself. So be sure to check those out: coachingforleaders.com/slash sixty one or slash sixty three. Now this show is of course episode one hundred five. So if you'd like to join the conversation and let me know something that has worked for you in mentoring, and if you've reached out and done something different, I'd love to hear it. If you have some additional wisdom, uh. Around mentoring, things that have worked for you in the past, things that have worked with mentors, I'd love to hear it. Our, the rest of the community would love to hear it as well. And I'm so grateful for all of you each week who have jumped on and added in more wisdom and comments on the show notes and comments uh, section of the website. That is fantastic. Thank you if you've done that in the past. And if you haven't, I hope you will take my challenge to jump on and to add in your comments too, you can do that at coachingforleaders.com slash 105 for this episode. You can also always leave an audio message for me at coachingforleaders.com slash speak. That's the best way to do that. Uh, Our listener feedback hotline is nine four nine three eight learn, and you can communicate anytime with me directly by email at feedback at coachingforleaders.com. Hey, a couple of things to let you know about before I let you go this week. I did uh, mention uh, several episodes ago the start of the LinkedIn contest. Uh, Back in episode 101, the Citrus Challenge, the chance to win a box of California Oranges. And it's here, episode 105, the announcement of the winner of the LinkedIn contest. I did review all the profiles that were sent in to me. Thank you, by the way, for everyone who connected with me on LinkedIn. It was a whole slew of people over the last few weeks. Um, It was great to hear from so many of you. I have sent a uh, I've tried to at least send a personal response to every single person. If I didn't, it was because either I missed it or I didn't see your message. So please keep connecting with me on LinkedIn. I love hearing from uh, the community. I love hearing all your stories. And uh, and I'll get back to you shortly if I haven't already. And then I also enjoyed hearing from all the people who entered the contest. About uh, 10 or 11 people entered the contest formally. And it was great to go through and read through all your profiles. And I will say every single person who entered the contest did something uh, great with their profile. And also, every single person had something that they could continue to improve on their profile, like mine. Uh, I still need to do a bunch of work on my profile. Uh, the person overall, though, who had the the really the best profile, uh, from profile picture to summary about their work to detailed description of all the positions they've done, references, recommendations, uh, endorsements, this person just kind of had the whole package together. That person is Norris. Sanchez, And so she is the winner of the Citrus Challenge. Norris, congratulations uh, on uh, receiving the award. And I will ship you a box of California oranges. So Norris, uh, go ahead and drop me an email or uh, drop a note up on the show notes and we'll get in touch. And I will get that shipped out to you just as soon as I hear from you. So I can get your address. Hey, uh, speaking of getting things shipped out, I am shipping out on uh, in October. I'm actually going to be in New York City for about 36 hours for another event. I'm going out with my dear friend Sandy Morgan, and uh, we are uh, doing a great event um, uh, related to the Price's Life. Um, uh, organization out there, uh, as you know, my friends. Some of you know my friend Sandy Morgan does a lot of work on ending human trafficking, and we produce a podcast together on that. And so we're going out to actually uh, do a podcast live out there. But I have a free morning the Octo- of October twelfth, Saturday, October twelfth, and I'm thinking about actually seeing if we can get together a few members of the Coaching for Leaders community who happen to be in the New York area. So if you are in the New York area, and particularly if you know Manhattan real well, um, I'd love to hear from you. Send Send me an email, feedback at coachingforleaders.com. What I'm thinking about doing is setting up a breakfast and having whoever's in the area that day and would like to stop by. If you're in the New York City area, uh, I'd love to get together with you for breakfast, and uh, if someone is local there and sends me an email, I'd love to take some uh, mentoring from you on uh, good places to connect and someplace that would be centrally located and uh, you know convenient for people. So again, uh, Saturday, October 12th, uh, if you're in the New York area, send me an email, and I will uh, make an announcement uh, hopefully in another week or two here on the show with some more details and have a website with some information if, in fact, it makes sense for uh, us to get that set up, and I'm hoping that it does. And I'd love to get to connect with a few people in person. I know we have a bunch of listeners in the New York area. And so uh, and hope to do a lot more of this in the future too as, uh, as I travel on occasion. Hey, uh, one quick reminder is the feeds have been resyncing. I mentioned this on the last couple episodes, so I won't go through that again. I did notice this week that because of our feed changes that a number of older episodes came through on people's feeds. I know it came through on my feed. So I apologize if you got a whole bunch of old Coaching for Leaders episodes in the last couple days. Or with this episode, I am really sorry for that. I hate it when that happens to me on on other shows, and so it was one of those things that just was unavoidable as far as um, old episodes coming through. So I I appreciate your patience in advance if you can provide some on that. And uh, the the one piece of good news I will say on that though, if there's a silver lining, is um, some of you have emailed me in the past and said, hey. All the episodes aren't online. Uh, You know, on iTunes, I can only see the most recent 30 or 40 episodes. I'm pleased to tell all of you who have emailed me about that before, as of today, at least, all of the episodes are now online. I've been able to readjust the feed, so if you want to go back and listen to episode number three, for example, or episode twelve from you know two years ago, that is now currently all on iTunes, and I suspect that it is probably on the other audio networks as well too. So, um, so for those of you who are still going back in the library and listening to older episodes, that should be a lot easier. Going forward, so I hope that's helpful to you. So feel free to tap into that. And if there's anything that's not working for you on feeds or anything like that, technically, of course, always feel free to drop me a line. Uh, speaking uh, speaking of uh, dropping people lines, thank you so much to Michaela Navarro, Diane Icon, David Byrne. Heriberto Alves and Andrea from Elope. Hey, Andrea, say hi to Carol Lee for me. Thank you so much for subscribing to my weekly update this past week. I publish a article each week that will give you a booster shot between shows on how to lead better by giving you actionable advice to improve your communications, human relations, and personal productivity. If you'd like to get in your inbox, go to coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe. Plus, you're gonna get my instant access to my video and download on the 10 books that will help you get better results from people, 10 leadership books that will help you get better results from others. So if that's of value to you, go ahead, coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe. Hey, by the way, if I can't make out your name from your email address, I can't say it. So if you subscribed to the newsletter in the recent past and I haven't mentioned your name on the episode before, Drop me a line in the comments or email. I'd love to mention your name on a future episode. Hey, have a great week, and I'll see you next Monday for episode 106. Take care.